You're listening to the Efficient Practice Podcast, episode number five. Welcome to the Efficient Practice Podcast. If you want increased productivity, profitability, and a better quality of life, this show is for you. And now your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Efficient Practice Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel, and I am super excited about our show today. We have a wonderful guest. You're going to want to stay to the end because this is some really good information. So today on the show, we have Dr. Cindy Blaylock. Hi, Dr. Blaylock. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Happy to have you. So we're going to dive deep into our interview with Dr. Blaylock. But before we do that, if you haven't joined our free Facebook group, please do so. It's called the Efficiency Now Network. There are a bunch of dentists and small business owners who are all in that group. And we're all working together to either have an efficient practice or use efficient practices to run our small businesses better. So join us inside of the free Facebook group. So today we have Dr. Blaylock. So happy to have you here. And I just want to read a little bit about uh, Dr. Blaylock. She's done so many great things, so I can't wait to tell you about her. So Dr. Cindy Blaylock is a general dentist and a high performance coach, speaker, and the creator of She Grows Her Practice, an online community where she helps purpose-driven women, entrepreneur doctors, and business owners break through their challenges operate at their highest potential, and create self-sustaining businesses. Dr. Cindy is highly passionate about helping women doctors unapologetically be themselves and create a practice legacy they can be proud of while living the life they've always dreamed of. Dr. Cindy is a dentist by training and an entrepreneur at heart. She loves running the business and doing cutting-edge dentistry. She's also known for her dental marketing and practice management successes. After growing her practice to a million dollar business, she has focused her attention on helping other women entrepreneur doctors reach their practice goals through one-on-one and group coaching. Her goal for others is to encourage them to achieve their own definition of success. Aside from being a dentist, wife, and mother. She's also a business owner, marketing, and social media extraordinaire, live video coach, dental content creator, and a branding expert. Dr. Cindy has been featured on several podcasts, including Dental Town with Dr. Howard Duran and The Growing Dentist. Her own podcast entitled She Grows Her Practice is set to launch later this fall. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cindy. Thank you so much. That was so great. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) So happy to have you. you for having me and like working around scheduling. You guys, if you guys don't realize, we're filming late into the evening (laughs) because life is just life and 
I so appreciate you um, scheduling this time with me. I'm so happy to see you. Absolutely, absolutely. So happy to have you. You you have such wonderful things to talk about, and I can't wait for the listeners to hear you. So yes, as you said, life is life, and we're, we're busy dentists and all that good stuff, so we wanted to make sure that we could we could accommodate having you on the show. Thank you so, so much. Dr. <laughs> Cindy, tell us, and, and your, your, your bio there said a lot, you've done a lot of things, but can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got into dentistry and what has led you to where you are today? Oh my gosh, that is such, it's not a straight line. You know, we think about success and we think about just like a straight line. It's here to success and it's a jumbled, jumbled journey. So I started in college, I wanted to be a news anchor. And so I started down the path of going to mass communications courses and I wanted to be on camera and I wanted to, to report the news. I wanted to be in media. Well, I didn't have braces as a child. So I entered into orthodontics as a 20 year old college student and I had the braces and the headgear and the rubber bands. I think I had seven different rubber bands I had just one tooth that I wanted to move and I ended up in two headgear. I mean, my game was seriously, seriously off as a college student with all of this crap in my mouth. And so it really changed everything for me though. I would, I would talk to my mom and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this was so, they're going to do this with this rubber band. It's going to pull my mouth in this direction and they're going to fix my teeth this way. And it's so amazing. And don't you hate it when your mom knows more about you than you know yourself. She's like, why don't you think about being a dentist? And I was like, yeah, I think I'll do that. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> wow. Well, 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 good. We're so happy that you made it to our profession and, and uh, media. So you took the, the courses in communication that, that has to help you in your practice. I just, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Communication is probably 80 to 90% of what we do as dentists, as business owners. In order for us to be truly successful, we've got to convey our message effectively. We've got to be able to get the knowledge that we have learned in dental school and convey that in a way that makes sense to our patients to where, number one, they trust us, but also number two, that they accept the treatment and move forward with this, with whatever treatment we're recommending, that's going to affect them, both their appearance, but also their total health. You know, the oral systemic connection, we're learning more and more about that as a profession. And we know that it's real. So we've got such a responsibility, but it's like I tell my team, a confused buyer doesn't buy, a confused patient doesn't accept treatment. So if we're not able to communicate and get our message across, then we're not really doing our job as providers. There's so much more to it than just drill, fill, bill. Mm -hmm. Yes, that, that's so true. And that's, that's so, so very true. A confused buyer uh, doesn't buy. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that, yeah. And a, right. a patient doesn't get the treatment that they need, uh, the needed uh, treatment that they, they need. Right. Well, I mean, as providers, we have the knowledge of the steps on how to get from bombed out tooth to implant or bombed out tooth to endo, crown, post and core, whole nine yards. And so we tend to focus more on, well, first I'm going to get you numb and then I'm going to start the drill and then it's going to function at 210,000 RPM. And, and we tend to focus on the minutia when the patient's sitting there going, Oh man, 
you're going to do what? I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll call you back. Mm -hmm. I'll call you back to schedule when instead we could be focusing on the transformation and the result, you know, and that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that, that dental providers make is, is not communicating the message. Well, I, so, I agree. yeah. So I, I really am thankful that this route started in communications, advertising, marketing. It's, it's kind of still where my passion is, video, how important video is to marketing your practice and becoming likable to your patients. That no like trust factor is really conveyed with Facebook has given us this gift of live video and we can take that and utilize that and, and get our message out there to in turn get the people into our dental chair. That's exactly right. And you mentioned something very important. Patients buy or come to you because they know, like, and trust you. That, that, that has to be there, that relationship. So, yes, it, that's, that's really good stuff. So, so I, I want to kind of focus on this. And I, I, I know that we're, we're both um, uh, female dentists. I understand that you have a, a, a young baby. Uh, tell us a little bit. Your, your baby is how old is she? She's 14 months. 14 months. So, yeah. yes, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the whole work-life balance thing tonight or today. So um, you are a uh, practicing dentist. Mm -hmm. You are a business owner. So you own the practice. Correct. Uh, I'm sure you have a, how many are, are in your team? How, how many team members do you have? I have got five on my team. So you five have team members. Five mm -hmm. team members. You have a, a new baby, still a new baby, and you have a husband. How how do you juggle it all? How do you how do you balance it? Gosh, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I love talking about work life balance because I was totally terrible at it when I became a mom. You know, as a practice owner, the business doesn't make money if your hands aren't working. And so I really had to go back to work a lot faster than I probably would have preferred because the business needed that. You know, I had the hardest time finding a dentist who could come in and do my maternity coverage. Mm -hmm. So I had someone basically who could come in one or two days a week. Well, as you know, as another practice owner, the bills continue to come in. This, the team still needs to stay on the payroll and still needs to make their payroll. So without the, the principal provider being in the office, it makes things financially difficult. Mm -hmm. And that, as you know, with two small kids of your own, becoming a mother is, is the most amazing, the most beautiful thing, but it completely changes you. It changes so much about you. And it's not something that I really understood until it happened to me. So now instead of running the business, you know, caring, you know, making sure that the money is coming in so the people on my payroll could continue to get paid, I was dealing with breastfeeding, with no sleep, with trying to figure out who I was now that I was a mother, with you know, trying to, to keep things going at home, try to keep the practice going. And it was so hard. That's probably the hardest thing I've ever done has, was trying to juggle all of, all of those things. Because, 
when you become a mom, people's expectations of you don't change. I'll give you a, a, an example that happened today. So I take a few hours off on Thursdays to make it home to be with my daughter. At, so we close at three. So at 3.05, somebody's banging on the door and it's a, it's a patient and he comes in and he says, hey, I thought you guys were only closed on Fridays. What are you doing closed right now? So their expectation is I'm still supposed to be there Monday through Friday, eight to five, be available on the weekends. That expectation of me hasn't changed. But my desire to not be at the practice Monday through Friday, eight to five and available on weekends has changed. Mm -hmm. So people's expectations of you don't change when you become a mom. And there's just something about having a baby, having a little, having a little life that's, that's dependent on you, waiting for you, that makes you reevaluate everything. So I was having a really hard time because I was used to being at the practice so many hours. I mean, I worked 14 hour days for a while mm -hmm. when I was first getting the practice going. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that and breastfeed and be up all night and do all the things. Like something has to give. Oh, and then there's keeping the house clean and mm -hmm. keeping the dishes out of the dishwasher mm -hmm. and all of those things. And so I really, really struggled with figuring it all out. And I love talking about work-life balance now because I, I feel like I've got a system. Just like our practice, we've got to have good systems in place to keep things going. I am a huge fan of routines. I love my routine. I have sat down and mapped out what our day-to-day -day life is. In fact, it was really eye-opening to me when I sat down and, and blocked out on my Google Calendar when I was at the office and I saw what free time I had, that was a pretty eye-opening experience. But it really made me evaluate, is this the schedule I wanna be working? And it really made me look at the time that I would have with my, with my husband and my daughter and really treasure those moments and say, you know, I think the dishes can stay in the sink for, for another night. Let's just hang out as a family. You know, so by having a system of how, you, how your business runs, but also how your personal life runs, that was the only way that I could retake control of my situation. That, that was an excellent answer. And I'm over here taking notes. <laughs> Because as you mentioned, I have a small, small, small children. I have a four and a two-year-old. And I can just identify with you on so many levels, the things that you're saying. And I'm sure the listeners who are moms can identify with that too. I mean, you, you have this, you, you're torn in essence. Like you said, when I started the first practice, I worked for many, many hours. And you could do that. Then I was single back then. I didn't have kids. So I, I can relate to you on so many levels to so many levels. And you're speaking my language because I love systems. Yes. But yes. I gotta get on the systems at home because I definitely have them in the practice. But uh, yes, just transparency here, just trying to get it all together and get systems with the kids. Um, I, I'm sure so many people can identify with you and I appreciate that transparency. And that's oh, really definitely. good advice. 
Yes. Oh, definitely. So, so it looks like you, you kind of figured out, you, you had your systems in place at the office already, and you're, you're doing systems at home. And it's funny, because I, I, I kid you not, I told my husband probably a couple of weeks ago, we need to start writing everything we're going to do down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, you have to, because, okay, do you, you've got to tell me, because I, ha- I still have a little, little babe, and you have a four-year-old mm-hmm. and a two-year-old. Does the mom brain ever get any better? Um, <laughs> please give me some hope. Do you want the uh, politically correct answer? Or you want the real answer? Tell me the truth. Come on, this is this is so raw. Let's actually, let's hear it. Actually, it does. It gets a little bit better. It, it really does because when they're really small, it's, it, it is a, definitely a mama brain that you have, but it it does get better. Now okay. I can't promise you you're going to get that much more sleep for a while or many years, but but mm. the mama brain does get better. Okay. <laughs> As long as that gets better, I have gotten so good at charades, like, like just words. Like I, I have this vocabulary that's very big, but I, I couldn't think of, do you do this where you're just like, oh, babe, I need to get the thing out of the, what room is that? My husband's like, the laundry room? Yeah. Yes. Can you get the thing out of it gets better. That does get better. I promise it does. And when it does, you'll have to tell me, you, you said this day would come. Okay, good. <laughs> that gives me hope. <laughs> so, so yeah, you've got to write stuff down because I mean, there's so many things that you're responsible for. Like if you were to sit down and write out all of the things that you're responsible for at the office, all of the things that you're responsible for at home, and then one of the most important things that as moms across the board, I don't know any mom that's really great at this naturally, making ourselves a priority. That is, that's been the hardest thing because I'm like, okay, well, I got this list of the office. I've got this list at home and then, oh yeah, there's me. Okay. Well, I haven't got my pedicure done in a while. So, but it's okay. I'll get to it. I'll get to, you know, me time. I'll get to taking care of me when all this other stuff's done. But as you know, as a dentist, as a practice owner, there, that list is just on repeat. Mm-hmm. Your to-do list is the same to-do list and, and you never get to hit pause on that. Right. So by having a system of, okay, this is what I'm responsible for at the office. This is what I'm responsible for at home. You can take, when you've got that system worked out, you can, you can slot yourself into your own schedule. You can get those, those moments for you, those things that you like to do on your schedule so that you don't fizzle out. Because I can tell you from personal experience, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't eating right. I was still breastfeeding exclusively. So I was pumping. I was up all, you know, every two hours feeding, doing all those things because that was important to me. And I wasn't getting the nutrition in. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't doing anything for myself. And I almost landed myself in the hospital mm-hmm. when I first became a mom and went back to work and did all the things. And until I learned that, that I've got to make myself a priority because nothing else will work if I'm not well, um, I almost learned the hard way. Exactly. But Yeah. So so making yourself a priority is going to be so, so important. It is. And I'm still working on that. (laughs) I know. That's why when I was emailing, I was like, okay, what are you doing for you? I'm going to keep you accountable. When's that pedicure appointment? (laughs) We'll be accountability partners because I haven't had a pedicure in a really long time. (laughs) Oh girl, it's time. (laughs) It's time. 
so, so you have the systems in place. Like I said, you are a woman after my own heart. I love systems for everything. So when yeah. you're in the practice, let, let me ask you this. So you got the systems in place. How are you at uh, delegation? Because sometimes that can be a problem for women, um, for people, period. But, but for women in particular, how, how are you with delegating with your team and things of that sort? Oh my gosh. Delegating is an art form. It's not something that, as you said, it doesn't come naturally to us as women. You know, when we were kids, I, I, your mom may have told you this too. My mom always told me, you can do anything you want. You can be a doctor. You can be a mom. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a mom. But no one really told us how to do it. But delegating is what we've got to do. And it takes a lot of trust to delegate because let's face it, I don't know if you're like me, but no one can do it as well as I can do it, <laughs> right? No one can pay that Henry Shine bill as well as I can pay it. No one can call in my credit card as well as I can, right? So again, systems. What I did was I wrote down all of my responsibilities on a list and I decided which ones I wanted to continue to do and I decided which ones to delegate. And of course, I've got a system to check up to make sure that things are being taken care of that I've delegated. And I probably honestly still do too much. Mm -hmm. I probably still do too much in the practice. But I've been able to enlist help at home. So we've got a lady that comes and cleans our house once a week. That is the, that's the best money I have ever spent <laughs> on a home life. Seriously, because I am not efficient when it comes to cleaning the house. I'm just not, it takes me forever because I'm like, I'm like a squirrel, like, Oh, something shiny. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. And I, it takes, it would take me four hours to do what it takes my, my housekeeper two hours to do. Did I say that right? Four hours, two hours. There's that mom brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so letting go of that control and delegating is, is something that is, Again, with me, it's a work in progress, but it is imperative to your survival to figure out how to do that because you can't be everything to everyone all the time and still stay healthy. You're exactly right. And that was the key word and still stay healthy. Right. Burn yourself out trying to do all those things. Yes. And, and you mentioned that you said that you, you had a health uh, factor in terms of doing all those things and still trying to maintain all of those responsibilities um, and still trying to be great at everything because that's kind of something we do. We tend to be uh, perfectionist. Uh, I, I think uh, sometimes I say, I don't know if the profession chose me or if I chose the profession or it chose me because we're so detail oriented and we have these, uh, we have personality traits and types to go into uh, doing what we do. Oh, and, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's a great expression. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good point to ponder. <laughs> it is. I, yeah, I, I wonder that often. Did I choose it or did it choose me? And it's just yeah. that, whole, that, that whole need to be perfect, you know, perfect margins, perfect, you know, aesthetics, um, perfect color, perfect. That word just kind of, kind of uh, hangs in the air there. So, yes. Anyway that health factor was something to probably just kind of whip you into to a, a, a harsh reality. Like I have to take care of myself and 
Mm-hmm. But you're right. If you're if you don't, then nothing works anyway. You're right. And that patient knocking at the door at three o'clock can't see you anyway if you're not keeping yourself healthy. But. Right. <laughs> well, that's absolutely true because we're probably up with the baby anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know what the crazy thing is? If I can just be 100% raw and honest with you. Sure. You know, I, 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 was, I worked myself to the ground and I did almost end up in the hospital. I was very, very, I was not well. Um, and I had that reality check. But the craziest thing is, is I still flirt with that line from time to time. Yeah. I, do I know exactly what that road leads to. But full disclosure, ah, I still flirt with that line. I flirt with, oh, it's fine. I won't eat anything for lunch today. I'm really busy. The one o'clock patient is here. I don't have time to go get a meal. Like, it's totally fine. And then three o'clock comes around and, oh, I'll just get some coffee. I'll just do that. Oh, it's Thursday. I've done that every day this week. Oh, no, it's fine. But why am I kind of dizzy right now? Because you're not eating. So I, I think that's a struggle that I may always have is flirting with that line. Even though I know better and I, I have the biological knowledge, I know how biology works. I know you've got to get the right nutrition in. I know you've got to get the right amount of sleep. You got to get the right amount of stress relief. Um, but yeah, even though I know what the system is, Dang it, I like flirting with the line. Mm-hmm. So. And again, I, I so appreciate the transparency. Like I said, I can relate to you on so many levels. And as you're talking, I can hear my husband talking to me about, you know, you got to get some sleep because you too have other projects that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that. We talked about it a little in the bio. You have some really exciting things coming up. Yeah. And with that, you're the practice owner and you're, you're doing dentistry and you also have all these other projects mm-hmm. uh, that are coming into play. So, um, yeah, I, as, as you're talking, I hear him talking to me, saying what you're saying. You have to sleep, you have to eat. Uh, but it's, it's kind of something that we still uh, juggle those things and we still flirt with, like you said, that line. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's crazy is I'm still waiting for my trophy. There's got to be a trophy for keeping all of the things going and, you know, being everything to everyone and making everybody happy. There, there's got to be a prize, right? There's got to be a trophy. There, I'm waiting for it. Maybe Amazon just hasn't delivered it. <laughs> but isn't that crazy, though, if you think about, like, we continue to push ourselves and push ourselves and push ourselves. And when we're thinking about work-life balance and we're thinking about self-care and taking care of ourselves... It's like we're doing this for some sort of recognition from someone or a trophy or a prize for being all the things to everyone. But at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're training other people that we're so reliable. We'll do anything we can to help you. We'll do anything at whatever cost, whatever expense. And at the end of the day, it's really ourselves that suffer. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard that's a hard thing to, to grasp and kind of wrap your head around is you got to keep yourself in the mix. If, if, if that's, if anyone gets a single takeaway from, from the, from this interview today, that would be my thing is to support yourself so you can support others. 
You can't fill another person's cup if your cup is empty. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like in the airplane. You have to put on your oxygen mask first before you help others. Right. Mm -hmm. So with all that being said, are you taking any vacation? Vacation, yeah. <laughs> so we are, we are homebodies. My husband, you might hear some hammering in the background. My husband's doing some renovating the basement because we don't like to go places. We like to do staycations. Okay, staycation is good as long as you get a break. Yeah, we just, there's something about being home that's just so great. Okay, so you are taking time off. That, yes. That's, okay, and yes. I, I'm guessing you probably struggled with that once, once before as well. At one time, yes. When I finally stood up for myself and said, okay, these are the days we're going to be off. We're doing it. I was very confident in my decision to take that time off. And then when the schedule was closed, I was like, okay, should we really take time off? I mean, I could work. I mean, if people need to get in, I can work, right? But I have a, I have, um, a coach in my life and she's like, Cindy, take the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful that I took the time. I'm so, it gives you something to look forward to. You know, all the hard work that you're doing, to see that on the schedule, on the calendar coming up, to have time off, to, to be with family, quality time is my love language, to be with family and to cherish the moments with them, it, it makes me work a little bit harder to know that that's already on the, on the calendar. It gives me something to work towards. And so, so yes. Oh, it's, so it's, it's probably the best thing that you can do is, is allow yourself to have that time and plan it out. Without Again, people calling you from the office. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And establish Turn off the notifications those, on the phone. <laughs> establish those boundaries. Boundaries, yes. Okay. All right. Very good. So you have the efficiency, you have the health, you're, you're working on not flirting with that line. Right. Can you tell us a little bit, because I'm really excited about your new developments that are happening very soon. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the things that are coming up for you uh, in the near future? Oh, definitely. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. I'm so excited. Um, so She Grows Her Practice is the online community for women entrepreneur doctors um, that I have built. It's, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary in November, and there are a lot of dentists because, um, of course, dentists by trade, um, but there's chiropractors, there are optometrists, uh, medical doctors within the group, and all these women are entrepreneur doctors. So even though our specialty may be different, we still have the same struggles. We still have the same problem with work-life balance. We still have a problem with boundaries and saying no. And we still have problems with being able to um, market our practices and grow our practices. All of us have this dream for our dream life, for our dream practice. And it's just a different flavor of of, of that dream, that goal for each woman. And a lot of other aspects, other um, facets, that's not the right word. See, here's that mom brain again. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Categories of medicine, you know, chiropractic medicine. Specialties. Thank you, specialties. That's it. Okay, cheers. Okay. <laughs> It's just my life sometimes, right? Okay. <laughs> One mom to another. It's, it, hey, it's okay. I understand the language you're speaking. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Like that language, <laughs> like that word. Um, but, but the more that I get to know these women that own their own practices, no matter what specialty, we all kind of had the same struggles and the same desires and the same goals. And so She Grows Her Practice is a supportive community because I, Doc, I know that you're in a lot of these other Facebook groups with other dentists, that it's not a really a safe space to ask questions. You know, as a solo practitioner, sometimes I feel very isolated mm -hmm. and I have a question about a case or I have a question about accounts receivable. And asking these questions in some of these groups bring a lot of bullying. There's really no safe space. And so I wanted to help create that for women to be able to just say, hey, look, this is the problem. Somebody help me out. Or, hey, anybody have this situation going on? I've had a couple of dentists reach out to me and they're like, hey, I'm getting sued. Um, what do I do? And so She Grows Her Practice has become my, my next chapter in my life, I think, is to help to support and empower these women. And I will be launching my podcast yeah. um, later this fall, right. and I'm super excited about that. And, um, you know, we have some group coaching um, opportunities, um, masterminds. I don't know if, if your listeners are familiar with what a mastermind is, but it's a group of people that come together that own businesses that are, you know, going different directions, but, but still have the same um, goals. And it's a way to bounce ideas off of each other. And it's just very candid and, and very supportive. And so I wanted to build that for women who own their own practices because it's, it's still, it's kind of a dog eat dog world out there if you own a business yeah. and, and there needs to be a safe space that exists for women to, to, to talk about being a mom, to talk about the struggles of pregnancy and, and having a child and watching that child grow up and the different stages of life and what that means to, to a mother, but also as a business owner, you know, wearing different hats within, within their lifestyle. Um, I thought that was so important to have an outlet for that. And so that's why I created She Grows Her Practice. Wonderful. And, and, and I'm glad that you said that you have the masterminds and they're, they're not all dentists. Uh, mm -hmm. I found the best masterminds to be with people who are in, di in different professions. Yeah. Like you said, because you can be more transparent. People generally deal with some of the same things, but you can get a different perspective. So that's really, that's really good. And yeah. if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Dr. Cindy, how would they do that? I am all over Facebook. Um, Facebook.com slash Dr. Cindy, D-R-C-Y-N-D-I. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Cindy Blaylock. And I spend most of my time when I'm not with my daughter, usually, you know, early in the mornings at lunchtime and in the evenings when she's asleep. Uh, you can find me on Facebook or you can find me in the She Grows Her Practice Facebook group or um, SheGrowsHerPractice.com. Okay, wonderful. So uh, several mediums to, to reach you at. She grows her practice, the trademark. Uh, I love that, that uh, uh, I guess you wouldn't say slogan, but I, 
I love, I love that name. She grows her practice. So she grows her practice podcast will be out uh, at the end of the fall. We can't wait to, to see and hear your show. Uh, and also these other um, exciting uh, uh, things that you have going on, like the coaching and the masterminds. I'm sure the listeners will be uh, checking into those as well. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, I'm, I'm so excited because I know that I'm going to have you on my podcast, which I'm yes. super excited about. And, <laughs> You know, just just growing within within motherhood and practice and entrepreneurship. It's it's an amazing thing. It is amazing, and you're amazing. You're doing wonderful things. So, oh, thank uh, you so much. Our, yes, our profession and the people in your group, the dentists as well as other practitioners, are very fortunate that you are you're helping and working with them uh, to grow their practices. Oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And I'm so pumped with what you're doing with your podcast. I love that you're bringing in, you know, kind of like what you were saying, you know, the best masterminds are, are, are made up of people from different walks of life, different careers, different professions. And that's where amazing ideas come from. And so I just love that you have opened up your podcast and have been bringing in people outside of dentistry. I'm, I'm loving being introduced to new people through you. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. We all here to, to work together and grow together. So uh, once again, thank you, uh, Dr. Cindy, for being here. And uh, this has been another episode of the Efficient Practice Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have not, please join our free Facebook group, the Efficiency Now Network. There are a lot of dentists and small practice owners and business owners who are on there and we're all working together so that we can have an efficient practice or use efficient practices to grow our business. Uh, you should also subscribe to the show if you have not subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate it. And if you'd like to follow us, you can go to uh, www.DrEvelynTeagueSamuel.com. Uh, thanks for listening. And thank you again, Dr. Blaylock, for being here. And we will see you all the next time. Until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Efficient Practice Podcast with Dr. Evelyn Samuel.